and welcome to the third episode of the Communications Governance Observatory podcast. My name is Samantha Naidu, and this week we will be exploring the topic of social media bots. To speak more on the topic, we have Dr. Heidi Torek, an expert researcher in the field of media and assistant professor at the University of British Columbia. So, Dr. Torek, to begin, I was wondering if you could share a bit about the history of bot use and how it has progressed maybe in the past decade to the point that it is at currently. Sure. So one way that we could put bot use into an even longer history is to think about the history of automation in media. And for that, then we could go back, for example, to robocalling, which has been an issue in Canadian elections. So there have been all sorts of types of automation targeted at individuals uh, before bots came along. So we could tell a longer story than that. Of course, over the last uh, decade or so, bots have started to be used in all sorts of different ways by many, many different actors. Uh, For some people like news organizations, it's a way to post their stories automatically at different periods of the day when they know that people are more likely to look at them. But bots can also be exploited by all sorts of other actors, whether state or non-state, to try and amplify messages uh, that may be trying to, for example, uh, stoke hatred or, or discontent amongst a population. So what we've seen is really over the last few years, an explosion of that type of use of bots by all sorts of, say, uh, foreign states or smaller groups And one other thing that I would say about it is that while we've been focusing to to a great degree on the political aspect of this, so in the case of, say, uh, the U.S. election of 2016, how uh, Russian-affiliated groups use bots to amplify messages, there are also all sorts of ways that this can be used for economic gain. So to try and uh, amplify certain stories so more people will click on it and you will generate more ad revenue. So basically what we've seen over the course of this, this decade is increasing use of bots, both for legitimate reasons, but but also for reasons that could lead us to be concerned about the free and fair discourse available on social media during elections. To follow up on that, where do you see bot use progressing in the future? Some of the ways that the bot use could progress in the future is we, we could end up with a continual proliferation of bots. That That's one potential scenario. But the one that I, that I think is likelier is that with this increasing awareness of bots, we will see uh, social media companies and governments trying to find different ways to regulate them or at least to make transparent when something is a bot. I find that really interesting that you talk about transparency because when I was doing a little bit of research on the topic, I found um, a paper that said that even though we have the ability to identify bots, that doesn't actually do that much to solve the problem. So I was wondering if you could maybe explain what they were saying by that, and then also to follow up, if that doesn't solve the problem, what are some avenues that you think the government or social media platforms might use to solve the problem? So one of the reasons why knowing that something is a bot may not really help that much is, let's say that uh, I'm looking at uh, Twitter and I know that 15 to 20 percent potentially of the tweets and retweets and and favorites are are put forward by bots. I still might look at a tweet, see how many times it's been favorited and then believe that it's something that's incredibly popular and, and feel myself confirmed in my opinion or not. Even though I intellectually know it's a bot, psychologically, the fact that I've seen that lots of people seem to have retweeted it makes me still believe it. So so that's one thing. And, and it's also true that some of the more recent studies uh, that have been done on things like 
How do you persuade people to uh, vaccinate their children when they're skeptical about vaccination? Uh, Cast some doubt on whether transparency alone will be sufficient. So if I, for example, know that some anti-vaccination advice is coming from a group that is anti-vaxxer, will that mean that I'm more suspicious of the information? Not necessarily, uh, because human beings tend to have difficulties remembering uh, the source of the information. They might remember the information, but they don't remember its source. So if we transfer that onto bots, I might know that something is a bot, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'll retain that. I might retain the information that it's given to me. So that casts some doubt on whether transparency will be sufficient. So if transparency isn't enough, um, what could the government do or what could social media platforms do in the future to try to mitigate the negatives of bot use? There have been a few suggestions by researchers as to what can be done. One is to think about bots within the context of spam. So in the 1990s, early 2000s, there were fears that email would become essentially unusable because we would receive so many spam emails. But then with various regulations around spam and the increasing power of spam filters, email remains very, very usable for us and we have our spam filters that we can check. So one thing that we may see happening is considerations of whether certain types of bots can be considered akin to spam and that that's then a problem we solve in a similar sort of way. So that's that's one direction that governments may go to build on prior legislation in order to to regulate the negative effects of bots. Building off of that, there are clearly negatives associated with bot use, but you also mentioned earlier that they have many positive uses as well. To explore the other side a little bit, what are some positives that we can see through the use of social media bots? So we could see, as I said, various types of organizations that want to get information out there automating when that information goes to different groups of people so that it reaches you at an optimal time. That could be something that's that's incredibly useful. Or we could have amplification of, of certain voices through bots in a way that is automated that could mean that I see a greater variety of views because they're being reposted at times that make sense for me. So let's say there are multiple time zones in Canada. So when the CBC wants to post something will depend on where those people are located. So I'll see it when I'm on my commute in Vancouver, but my commute in Vancouver is uh, three hours later than it is in, say, Ontario. So that could be something positive that that when I receive the information is sort of automated uh, by these bots. So you could think of it as another way of uh, curating my feed. Okay. And then just as a final question, do you think there is a bit of a gray zone with bots in terms of privacy and how they access your information? Potentially, yes. And this is one of the problems for researchers is that a lot of the information about how, say, big social media companies are dealing with problems like bots is not really available to us. So it's very hard for researchers to know the full extent of bot use, how many bots there are, how many fake accounts as well, because we don't have full access to, say, all of the data coming out through Twitter's API or Facebook's API. So one other potential role for government is helping to curate or negotiate with companies about data sets so that researchers can actually really know what's going on, so that when we make policy, we make sure that it's evidence-based policy rather than intuition-based policy. Okay, that's all the questions that I have for you today. Thank you so much for coming on here and sharing all of your insight. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. 
Thank you, Dr. Twerk, for coming on and sharing all of your knowledge. It was extremely educational. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Communications Governance Observatory podcast. You can find more episodes online at cgo.mcmaster.ca. See you next time.